0: It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn.
2: How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I put out a really big sigh just before I started <laughs> saying that. And I want. I, so I'm just gonna. I'll just say it up front that sigh was not meant towards anybody or anything. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Becca. Yeah, when I, I sigh sometimes, Becca will always ask me, "What's wrong?" And I said, "Well, nothing." She said, "Oh, you sighed." I was like it was just a sigh. <laughs> Um, so it wasn't, but if, if I were to have sighed at something, it would have been 2021 because it's been just kind of a crazy year. We were kind of just talking here as we were getting ready for the show. Uh, just about how just wild. It seems like it, it seems like almost every week something weird is kind of happening. Just, it's not like crazy weird. It's just like, just odd enough. Just that we, weird
3: enough to make you turn your head. Yeah. Just maybe, a maybe bit. we're
2: hypersensitive about it or just, you know, more aware of it right now. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like things have been, I mean, things have been very different this year. What? Um, and, and there's a lot, I think there's a lot of stuff to that. And I think, um, you know, as I was kind of thinking about starting this, I have, you know, I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, and I've taken a very different tone. I'm realizing for this start of this show, uh, but I uh I'd love to hear about some of those things. What some of those things that maybe you've noticed that are just a little bit odd um when it comes to your lawn and your garden and your landscape? Because I feel like there are some things out there that have been just a little bit different, some things that like maybe we don't really really recognize at the time that they're different. I don't know. I just, anyway. This is the Zamzo's garden show. Did I even say that? Man, uh, I am uh, all over. Probably the place. not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I just got right into it. I'm trying to I'm not trying to be so too deep, but yeah, you have a lot to talk about. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I have Kevin Melconian from our Franklin store here, and I'm really happy to be here with Kevin. Thank you for coming in and hanging out with me for a little bit today. Yeah, not a problem. Really appreciate that. If you'd like to be a part of the show, uh give me a call, 208-336-3700 or one 800 529 kby um like i said it's just there's been a lot of just kind of weird things that have happened uh and i don't even know if weird is the right word just different you know there's we've dealt with some different things this year Mm -hmm. um and they're things that probably a lot of people have dealt with in other places but it's it's new to us so it's it's something that i i just kind of keep seeing those just little oddball things that keep showing up here and there and uh you know i see pictures of them on the the social medias and uh have noticed them and just paid attention to them. But uh, yeah, if you've got something like that, you noticed out in your, your trees, your shrubs, your garden. um, uh, There's, there's been a couple of things that I think I have said that is something I've never seen before, particularly here in Idaho. There were a lot of, you know, things that I saw over in Portland, you know, going to school and doing this stuff there that um, I never really thought I would see here. But there Mm -hmm. are some of those things that are almost starting to cross over and I don't know what it is is different other than it's been hot and we don't have water. Um, <laughs> we still that's have the main water. difference. It's been that's hot big, and we don't have water. That's been, that's been a big difference for this year, I think. And, uh, and it got hot fast. And yeah, it's just crazy. But there are still a lot of good things. And I'd love to hear about those as well. You know, how like right now you're probably harvesting, uh, you know, a lot of your fruits and vegetables. Um, hopefully your tomatoes and peppers have done well enough that you've been able to get some of those things, but we do have a couple of promotions going on at Zamzo's right now. I know pottery is on sale, uh, all indoor and outdoor pottery is 30% off right now. So that's really great. And in addition to the indoor pottery, I know all the stores have gotten really big shipments of houseplants. You guys have an amazing, uh, selection of houseplants over at, uh, Franklin. Yeah,
3: there. we got a lot more this year than we've had in yeah. a couple of years past. So yeah, everything's looking good. So definitely come on in and, uh,
2: Buy some houseplants from Nolan. <laughs> a, yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, that's. A, I guess that's. A, maybe that's another thing. This is the first time I've been. I've worked at the office for about a year and a half. I was uh, able to work from home mm-hmm. uh, for about a year and a half there, and they they asked me to come back into the office. And I realized that I did really miss working in the office. I do like it, um, getting to talk to people that aren't my kids. <laughs> 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 which, which sounds bad. I love you know I love my kids, but. Um, you know, they're not great office mates, (laughs) uh, but I say you can still talk to your kids if you want to, when you come to work, that's true. That's true. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, getting to know those, those coworkers that I haven't really spent a lot of time with over the last year and a half, uh, is, has been nice. And they're probably already tired of me because I'm a loud person. Uh, and I, I, I laugh too much, uh. You definitely know when <laughs> Nolan walks into the store. Yeah, I uh, I'm usually <laughs> laughing and or talking too loudly. So, uh so that's been fun. It's 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 really exciting. It's, and it's it's kind of an exciting time as well because we're we're in kind of this weird it's we're getting into that transition time where it's summer's kind of getting towards the end and we're trying to transition into fall, which is my favorite season. I I love fall more than anything else. And I I th- I've I've talked about it a lot. I I I like the rain. I like overcast skies. Um, it makes me feel good. I don't know why. It's probably because I grew up in Portland where half of my life was spent under clouds and, and rain. So it reminds me of those times. But I enjoy those, that feeling. And I know a lot of people don't. They they want that heat. But man, this heat's gone on one. <laughs> it's yes, It's, it's, it's welcome. Plants uh, need a break from yeah, it. Yeah. Plants need a break. I think, you know, the forests need a break. You know, we the, the trees need to stop, not be on fire. And, that would and be great. Uh, it would be great. I, I almost thought the smoke was going to clear out. There was a few times where it felt like the smoke was going to clear out this year, uh, this this week, but didn't quite get there. Felt like a few times it was really close, but it sounds like it's going to be a little might get some wind and uh, some cooler temperatures today. And we're starting to cool down and get into those things. So there's a lot of stuff we can talk about as we kind of get ready for fall uh because the, the we're looking towards the end of it and we never know how long it's going to last how long it's going to take for it to really get cool uh because you know it's it's Idaho and we could stay hot for a little bit longer but yeah. um we've been talking about the things that we usually talk about in towards July August it feels like we've been talking about it since May mm-hmm. um we've been dealing with this this situation this this drought for a while now and hopefully you know we don't have to deal with it uh, in the years to come, but there are still a lot of things I think we just need to take out of this and move forward into and, and try to be better about a lot of things. So I want to kind of talk about a few of those things, but as I mentioned, I'd I'd like to talk about some of those things that you haven't seen before. Uh, and, and, and it's, you know, maybe we can figure out what happened or how it, how it happened. Um, but Kevin, you were mentioning this was, I thought this was an interesting one cause I, I never saw, you know, I don't see this very often, but algae in the lawn. Mm-hmm. um is you know it's 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 uh when somebody uh at any time I brought it up to a customer, they were kind of almost shell shocked that I would even you know think of that yeah uh, but because it is it's a weird thing to think of that you have algae growing in your lawn and it's causing lawn issues and then there's a lot of stuff that's on that kind of goes on top of that, like what's happening that makes algae start to grow in your lawn. And, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things. It's a combination of like a a compacted hard clay soil that doesn't have a lot of organic matter, that's not absorbing the moisture and it's staying there and it has water sitting on the surface of the soil. And then it's got a lot of hot sun and, you know, we feed the lawn. And so the water has nutrients in it. And that's what happens when you have standing water for a long time with sun and food yeah these algae grows and a lot
3: more a lot more houses these days are being built with elevation ups and downs yeah hips and hills things like that and it's just people don't realize that
2: sitting water in those valleys for a long period of time yeah. causes cause you that issue yeah and you can also see mosquitoes in those sorts mm-hmm. of situations as well so there's a lot of you know those, those things you need to be aware of those things and try to do what you can to Fix that, and then we've got those kinds of solutions. You can do, uh, you know, you can do aeration. You can do top dressing with compost, and those things to help make that water go. Peniturf is a really good one. We've talked a lot about Peniturf this year, uh, this last summer, because I think it's a really important product, um, especially for the lawns here in the valley. I think it's it's really. An important one to do um so i apologize for just kind of getting into a weird tangent there to start the store uh uh, to start the 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 show here but uh i'd love to talk to you if you want to give us a call at the zamzo's garden show give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI
0: the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news talk 670 KBOI
4: Hi, this is Joss Samzo here with Kara, a plant expert from our Fairview store. Hi, Joss. Kara, I was hoping you'd be willing to help me record a radio ad about Christmas trees. You know they'll be arriving in less than four months and it's not too early to be thinking about that.
5: I'd be happy to help you, but to be honest, I think an ad about houseplants is more timely. We just got two shipments of houseplants back to back and the stores are absolutely stuffed.
4: I don't know. Fresh cut Christmas trees are beautiful and green and they add so much to the home.
5: So do houseplants, except houseplants do it all year round. And we need people to come give these plants a home.
4: They're healthy and beautiful, but we can barely walk around the store. Well, if we did decide to do an ad about houseplants, what would you want to say?
5: I'd say, if you love houseplants, come to Zamzo's right away. We've got tons of houseplants. Pots, soils, fertilizers, and more. Plus, a friendly staff to help you every step of the way. You know,
4: Kara, I think you've convinced me. Let's do an ad about houseplants.
5: Joss, I think we just did.
3: Nobody knows like Zamzo's.
0: Ben Shapiro show weekdays from one to three on six seventy KBOI.
2: All right, we are back. It's part two. I kind of started part two at part one, so I'm going in reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. Part three now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hey, this is the Zamzo's garden show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie with me today is Kevin Milconian from our Franklin store. And, uh, Kevin uh this this year my my daughter started working over at Franklin so I have to I just have to ask how's she how's she doing that? <laughs> well you know <laughs>
3: no she's great she's a real hard worker she's really interested in a lot of things and yeah. she does a
2: great job with her plants yeah she i that was like one of the things she was really excited about and i um i was over at the store and i heard her talk to somebody uh and she answered a question and I was, I had this like really proud dad moment where I was like, oh yes, she knew, she knew the answer. Yeah, <laughs> had that tear in the eye. Yeah, it was, yeah, just one single tear. <laughs> and, uh, and I was really proud. It's like, oh, she is listening to me. <laughs> she does listen even though she tells me she doesn't yeah uh no it was it was kind of cool to you know have a, a customer ask her a question and she was able to like get through it and like recommend the right things it was really it was it was exciting for me but i try not to bug her over there uh you know i try to come in and out and just be professional but i'm still a, i'm still her dad so. that's when you send in the secret shoppers to try to like stump her <laughs> on questions i'll do that so uh i won't do that that's that's probably... <laughs> um so hey, we've got uh, we got a handful of things to talk about. I didn't talk about a lot of this uh, uh the other promotion that we have going on. I mentioned that we do have pottery on sale. A lot of the stores, I think all the stores got a really big nice shipment of house plants and uh and there's some like some of the common ones that you would typically see uh you know that are great for like people that are just getting started or you know wanting to uh, just kind of beef up their selection, you know, really just fill in some spots or whatever you want to do. But there's some, there's some interesting things in there as well. So uh, you should definitely check it out. And even if you've got a, a smaller store near you, go check out what they have as well, because they all, all the stores got a really nice selection of houseplants. Uh, so you should definitely check those out. Um, the other thing that we have going on right now is um, a huma green promotion, right? So we talk about huma green a lot during the summer because it's hot. Is, um, I want to say, an important environmental, environmentally important product, I think, for the Treasure Valley because it holds on to so much water Mm -hmm. and does so many good things to the soil, especially this year where we've been dealing with this. You know, a lot of people are dealing with they don't have water, Mm -hmm. Um, which just blows my mind that there are people like, not even like out of town, they're like people in town are dealing with you know, not having water. And um, we got to be able to make sure everybody has water. So whatever we can do to help with that, Humigreen isn't just for lawns. Also, like you should be putting it in your flower beds, and your your garden, using Humigreen all the time. So we have this really good Humigreen promotion. If you're buying lawn food, if you're doing something to uh, apply to the lawn, which right now a lawn food application is really, really important to help the lawn recover in addition to that, you get, if when you buy that lawn food, you're getting human green at five bucks off. So if you buy that big bag of human green, you get five bucks off when you buy the lawn food and you can get that extra application of human green into those other areas and or the lawn to really help hold on to that moisture so that when you water, so I actually, I was mentioning Kevin, I did uh, I did a little test this earlier, this uh, about a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago, I put thrive on the lawn. Um, I use thrive. Um, I had, you know, I did have, conveniently got to do it for a video (laughs) you know Um, a guy right (laughs) yeah i know a guy and uh i did it for a video and applied thrive to the lawn it was actually the first time i'd ever did it but then i got this like just idea i was like man i'm you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to reduce how much water i put on because i already feel like i put on like the i was feeling i always felt like i put on like the minimum amount of water to keep the lawn just just right there um and and that was with three waterings a week. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Those were the only waterings I did throughout the week. And I took out Wednesday. And so my lawn has only been getting watered twice a week uh, for about a month now. And there was no decline in its uh, ability to just stay green and upright. Uh, never had any issues with drought stress or issues. So um, you can do it. We can get our lawn to the point where we can be putting on way less water And doing it in so infrequently that the lawn and like like that—that's what our lawns want. Our lawns don't want to be soaking wet all the time, and it takes some time to get that soil to that point. But we can get there, and we can really be really good with our water, and uh, and and make a difference in how. Our water gets used throughout the Treasure Valley. So if you've got some questions, anything that's going on out in the lawn and garden that you want to talk about, I would love to talk to you about those things. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or one 800 529 kboy This is the Zamzos Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. We're with Kevin Melkonian and uh, we're talking about watering, but there's a, there's a few other things I want to talk about. Kevin, we uh, was we were kind of getting ready, you had mentioned, uh, like we mentioned, algae was mm-hmm. kind of a different thing that you don't see a lot of that happen. Uh, what are some of the other things that you noticed or, uh, you know, just seem a little bit different about this year that you guys have noticed over at Franklin? You know, a,
3: a little bit more different things, not so many bug issues this year. Yeah. Normally we see a lot of chinch bug, a lot of bill bug. A lot of dead patches in the yard because of it. Yeah, and this year we're seeing a lot more fungus. Yeah, a lot more dollar spot than we normally see. A lot more asca cheetah, and that might mean a lot more rust or a lot more red thread coming in towards the end of the season.
2: Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. Because I think you know, as we cool down, those are those are diseases that tend to thrive when it's hot. And, and you've got kind of a humid, you know, we don't think of the valley as humid usually, but we've had a few times where it's been a little humid. But we, when you're watering the lawn, mm-hmm. there is a humid situation happening at the surface of the lawn. You've got a higher humidity right there at the lawn than you do everywhere else. So that's why we can see some of those fungus issues. The water's there constantly, and it's under stress, and we're mowing all the time, and we're doing those things that, 10, you know, the fungus yep. have a way to get in there. So as we start to cool down, I think, yeah, you're right. A lot of those things could transition into rust, um, and, or, uh, red thread. Uh, there's, you know, dollar spot can certainly continue as it gets cooler as well. And, you know, there's probably some, that some that we don't usually see in the treasure Valley that we might see this year, you know, or something we haven't seen in a long time. So it's kind of interesting, Uh, and it's something to be aware of, especially if you've noticed those issues in the past, if you've seen, uh, you know, some of those diseases in your lawn show up, it's a good idea to start thinking about doing some prevention right now because funguses are always easier to prevent. You don't want to try to cure them. Curing them is like, I mean, it's astronomical, at least twice as much stuff, right? It's a a long process and it's a lot of
3: work to do it too. It's not only just treating the fungus once you have it, it's treating
2: every like annex thing around it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it takes, it takes longer it Mm -hmm. for it to recover. Um, and, and prevention is always the best when it comes to disease. So if you've, if you know, you've had those issues right now is a really good time because that as a preventative will last for, I think it's about, uh, 30 days, I believe, uh, in prevention. Uh, in prevention, you don't have to apply it nearly as much. It lasts for a lot longer. If you're doing a curative, you have to apply it more often, <laughs> usually about every two weeks. Uh, but in prevention, you can actually go for about 30 days. Yeah. Um, and the product goes a lot farther, too. So
3: right. whatever you use, so instead of using half the bag as a, or a whole bag as a treatment,
2: using half the bag is like a preventative measure. Right, exactly. You use less, and that's always good. So it goes further and uh, you'll get more out of it. Looks like we got a phone call from Lane in Horseshoe Bend. Lane, how's it going? How can we help you today?
1: Pretty fair, but I got a question for you. Yeah. How about Bermuda grass? How do you get rid of Bermuda grass?
2: Um. Yes, Bermuda is a tough one because it's... Uh, Well, you know, it's Bermuda is what they grow in the South, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a different kind of grass. It just, it has a different habit. Um, there, I'll tell you, there are no, um, selective controls for Bermuda grass, unfortunately. It's a perennial grass. So the only thing you can really do. Um, is either kill it or accept it. (laughs) Uh, So you kind of got to use something like... uh, I would use something like decimate. um, is a great uh, chemical that we got in this last few years. And it's a a non-selective. So if you've got it growing in some of your other grass, it's going to kill those areas as well. But what's nice about decimate is you can reseed, I think, after even five, seven days. Does it have a shorter... It's it's less than that. I think it's like after...
3: 24 hours. Oh
2: really? Okay. So yeah. And unlike oh, really? something like cleanup, uh, which does need about seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. So you but can't it,
6: ship, you can't ship it back to the South. You've just got to <laughs> deal with it get rid of
2: everything. <laughs> yeah. You kind of got it. Yeah. You got to deal with it. And Bermuda grass is in, in, you know, it's an interesting grass. Um, we just don't have, you know, I've, I've always felt like Idaho has this weird, like in between climate, right? We're, we're technically the Pacific Northwest. But we're more kind of along times like the South in climate. You know, we we're so we're hot, and then but we get so cold that it's just completely different. So Bermuda grass almost would be a good option for us, really, because you know we get hot. It's just we don't have it's not hot enough for those southern uh, grasses to be viable longer. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I guess I'll just live with for a while until I <laughs> want to get rid of the lawn altogether. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and you, yeah, you can, you can. Uh, what I'll usually do if I've got a grass like that, I'll just try to do it in spots. You know, do a few areas here and there, so I'm not killing all everything all at once, but I'm just doing a spot here and there, and then you can reseed. But you got to do it pretty fast because well, that
4: if, it, if if
2: if you kill it all and you reseed. It, the Bermuda grass, does
1: it reseed also? Will it come back? No, because it
2: won't go to seed at the height that it grows at. It actually only spreads by a runner, and that's how it okay. reproduces itself. So that's why, uh, yeah, if you spray it, you'll actually kill the whole plant and stop the runner, and it never actually goes to seed. It doesn't ever get tall enough to go to seed in the lawn. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it won't come back as long as you get that good kill on it. Usually I recommend, you know, two springs to make sure you get it all the way, but but you can yeah i appreciate the information yeah you got it for sure uh we appreciate the call lane if you'd like to be a part of the show give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-kboi this is the zamzo's garden show we'll be right back the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news
0: talk 670 kboi
6: Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and you've been hearing a lot about Zamzo's Humagreen and have maybe been thinking about trying it for yourself, but are worried about spending money on something that might not work. Well, not to worry, because at Zamzo's, we offer a money-back guarantee on Humigreen and everything else we sell. We're not too worried, because in the last 10 years, we've only taken back a few out of hundreds of thousands of bags we've sold. Because when you apply all-natural humus that's equivalent to 2,000 pounds of compost in a 50-pound bag, which also contains iron and other vital trace minerals, your lawn turns green quickly. Of course, proper mowing and watering is still required, and if you have insects or disease issues, you still need to solve them. But if a lush green lawn, even in the heat of summer, is what you're looking for, look no further than your nearest Zamzos and pick up a bag or two of Zamzos Shema Green. It's guaranteed to work or we'll give you your money back. This is Jim Zamzo, and you have my word on it. Thank you.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KDOI.
2: All right. We are back for part three, of the Zamzos Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Kevin Melconian from our. Is it Melconian or Melcovian? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Melconian. You got it right. I did. Okay. Yep. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought for just a moment there I was missing a letter. No, not <laughs> okay, <good>. Not Transylvania. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can do that at 208 336 3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We've got a few calls that came in during the break, so let's go right to those. Let's talk to Karen in Ontario. Karen, how's it going? How can we help you?
1: Um, We had cinch bug in our lawn. Yeah. And we sprayed for it, so I think it's dead, and now we have to reseed the entire lawn. Would you tell
4: me the best way to reseed?
2: yeah absolutely so um, I did actually just do I did a video for um, small spots in the lawn but for the whole lawn or if you're doing a big area the first thing you need to do or want to do is make sure you clean it up really well get as much of the dead material out of there as possible either by you know using a rake or setting the mower down really low uh, to just clean up as much of the dead stuff as you can and then if you have a thatch layer, you'll probably want to do uh, like a power raking or a thatching. But if you don't have that from, from getting it cleaned up, um, you can just use, if it's smaller, you can just use it at your, uh, by, you know, just spread the seed by hand. Otherwise, I like to use a drop spreader to put the seed down. You can use um, other, you can use a broadcast spreader as well. The main thing with their spreader when you're doing the grass seed is you want to go in multiple directions. So go like north. Uh, north south first, and then go over it again east west. Uh, so you get a good uh, even distribution of all the seed throughout the entire lawn. And you're going to set that that spreader really low, probably like one or a two, just barely big enough for the seed to go out. And then you just keep going over and over and over until you're done. And that really makes sure you get a good because most of the seeds that uh, grass seed that we use is going to be a blend it's going to have usually two to three, sometimes even four different varieties of grass uh, that are going to take over in that lawn. So from there, uh, I actually just use huma green. I go right over the top of it with our huma green and it holds on to that moisture. It's a great cover. You don't have to really, I've done it without doing anything else. I just seed, huma green, water. That's and that's enough it will start to grow the type of seed you choose can be a little tricky right now i've actually been kind of leaning more towards our play yard mix which uses an annual ryegrass which will die in the next year but it comes up very quickly it's not the only grass that's in that blend um but it comes up so fast, you get that lawn back into shape really quickly, and then it's got perennial grasses that will actually last longer. Um, but it gives you a good chance to overseed, uh, you know, next spring or even later in the fall. But because you can, it germinates so quickly, you can do it right now, and you won't have to kind of babysit it, you know, for quite as long. Is there anything else that you really recommend for overseeding uh, in the lawn right now, Kevin? I mean, as far
3: as overseeding, huma green is perfectly fine. I just don't usually recommend a lot of people try to cover with compost right now. Yeah. It's not necessarily the best time to do compost. You don't want to do huma green, just regular topsoil just to get a nice cover on there so the wind doesn't blow it off.
2: Yeah, and when you're doing those heavier products like compost or topsoil i usually like to put that down first and then put the seed over the top of it and then you want to lightly rake it in because it, a lot of times what we end up doing is when we put the seed down and then the cover we get too much cover mm-hmm. and then the seed can't come in so the seed on top of the cover it sounds weird but the seed on top of the cover then you rake it in so you get it down into just a short shallow layer of that soil and it and it does real well So does that kind of get you in the right direction? Did you have any other questions about that, Karen?
5: No, I did purchase um, lawn
1: seed from Zamsos. Hope I got the right kind. You know, even if you didn't get the Play
2: Yard, the other blends are still really good. I have just liked that one because it does come up so fast. But, you know, if you can... Uh, Take care of it. Using something like our custom lawn blend, just tremendous. It's a great grass. It's the one, it's what I have in my lawn right now. Um, And even some of the drought tolerant
1: ones. We put green down uh, two weeks ago. So...
2: But yeah, seed, I would
1: go ahead and put huma
5: green down again.
1: Yeah,
2: right? I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can absolutely do huma green that close together. It's not going to be any kind of conflict. All there.
5: right. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you bet. Good luck with the the overseeding project. Hopefully the lawn comes back and looks uh, amazing. I'll I would. I'll tell you what, the first very first time I ever did that huma green on top of the grass seed, I just did it like I didn't even. I, it was like the only thing I had. And I knew, like, I forgot anything else that I normally would have done it with. And I was like, you know what? I know what humogreen does. I'm just going to throw it on top of the seed. And it was like, two weeks later, I was like, oh my gosh, that was the best thing I, yeah. I think I ever did. It was like this happy little accident that I, you know, just, yeah. it's like, I think this will work. <laughs>
3: Don't be afraid to Bob Ross
2: your garden and your lawn. It'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> happy little mistakes. That's right. <laughs> hey, if you'd like to be a part of the Zamzo's Garden Show, we'd love to talk to you. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We do have another phone call from, from um, Byron uh, a friend in Nampa. Byron, how's it going? How can we help you? <laughs> hey, thank you. I really appreciate your show. Thanks. Um,
1: I, I, um, I have a dilemma. It's two different trees, all right? We'll, okay. we'll do the one, the one first. We, we have uh, across the street, uh, there's just a couple of us on the road, and then there's subdivisions behind us. But across the street, um, we have a beautiful oak tree. Mm. It keeps giving us our leaves and all that. But I don't mind that. The squirrel brought a couple of nuts over and left them. And this oak tree started growing by an old stump. And at first I thought, "Ah, I'll just pull it out. But it started looking so nice that I let it grow. And it got to be about four foot. And just in two years, I thought, Mm. oh, these grow slow. No big deal. Yeah. Um, I put some thrive around it and thought, let's just see what happens. Well, this year, holy (laughs) smoke! Now. I'm selling our place. We're moving out by Wilder, and I'd love to take mm. that tree with, but it's about ten foot. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just—I—I I don't think it's possible. But is it possible?
2: It's to safely. Um, it 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 can be. Um, there are some ways you can do it. The main so it's really a timing issue. So what you would want to do, like I mean, if I don't know if you've ever seen. They, peop, they move big trees. It's, it is possible. It's possible to move trees with very, very large root balls. Um, there's a couple of things you have to do to really be successful at it. One of the main things is that the location that you're going to put it in is ready for it, right? So you're going to have right. your area dug. You're going to have any amendment you're going to put in there already there, and, and your water's ready, and everything's ready to go. So that when you take it from one spot to the next, it's minimal amount of time. That's the only thing you're going to do, right? Is you're going to take it out and you're going to go put it back. Um, The other thing is knowing how big a root ball to dig out. Because if you cut off too close to the tree, you're going to reduce its ability to take in... Uh, that water and nutrient right away. So you've got to make sure you you kind of do a little bit of excavating. It's okay to prune off some roots, to take off some roots as you're digging that root ball. You just want to keep it to a minimum. So think about what you can lift, what's the maximum amount, or have a plan for getting it, you know, once you've dug it, having a plan to get it into something, um, and even potentially something that's got, is going to be able to hold that soil around. Because if all the soil falls away from, the root the roots it's going to make it even harder once you get it into the new spot um, so take you know do dig as much as you can have some sort of like they would you know if you were looking at a nursery it would be a bald and burlap it's a little bit harder to do they've got machines that actually you know do that for you in a big uh place big nursery uh so you, it's not really easy to do um, but if you have a big container that you can you know get it in that's going to help contain that soil and you can go right into the new area. The other thing I would recommend is probably 321 Grow Tabs. Yeah, Kevin's over there like, "Yep, yep, yep I'm ready for it." <laughs> yep. Nope. Uh, Cuz it's going to be so stressed. The the root system's going to need it. Yeah, so the 321 Grow Tabs are they're actually inoculants of mycorrhizae because you're taking a lot of that soil with you, you're going to have a good amount of mycorrhizae already. But you're going to lose a lot in the transition and in the recovery phase. So that mycorrhizae, inoculating with more mycorrhizae is just going to help that population stay up and is going to help it recover in that that move. And then I would just give it some Thrive um, or Chicken Soup, whichever one you have. I I still am always kind of partial to Thrive. It's just because I am you know, afraid of trying something new sometimes. Uh, but I, I love thrive and those three, two, one grow tabs, but that's the main thing, uh, that you want to do there, Brian is make sure your, your place you're going from and the place you're going to are ready. And you're just going to do that one thing. Boom, boom. It's in it's, you know, you got the soil back in and you're watering it in and then don't overwater. Um, a lot of trees, uh, will die. Trees die faster to overwatering than they do underwatering. So uh, uh, okay. Water it I in. I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Water it in deep, really good one time and then let it dry out. Wait till it's drying out, you know, keep an eye on the soil. Um, you know, dig down into the soil before you decide whether or not you go with a new watering. Cause I, I yeah, I've had more trees oh, okay. die to overwatering than under. Oh, that's really good to
1: know. Well, that's not a problem. Not overwatering. It's going out to, uh, the, the desert out by the river so yeah (laughs) it'll be dry
2: (laughs) (laughs) very good you know and what you might even do is wait if you can till it's starting to go dormant because that's an even easier transition for it oh i would
1: love that and in fact if i can maybe tell the tell the new owners that uh, that tree's going to go maybe but i thought well maybe i'll go to a nursery and compare and see the cost and effort um i'm not real lazy but i don't, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> yeah you know, no I'm it is work when i i look overnight Yo, know, for for 50 bucks more, less i could have gotten that tree yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, all right i appreciate that my second one and, and it's really uh concerning um I, i'm leaving this this tree is like 25 it, it's a beautiful i had a neighbor that moved in and he didn't want this little pine tree, a uh, little three footer, in the front of his house, he he, he knew that was going to be too much, and he said, "I want to destroy it." I said, "Well, can I have it?" Mm-hmm. Sure. So I brought it over and I put it in front of ours, and it just it would thrive and all that, uh, in the sprinkler system. It just took off, and now it's twenty-five, thirty footer. It's <laughs> a beautiful pine tree. Yeah. But I was, I was killing um a thistle that was going around the area. And mm. I think that's what it is. And maybe the heat, it may be, stress. but all of a sudden this last week, all the new growth, the very tip of uh, every other branch and the very tip of the top is turned, I mean, brown, just, mm. just like, and I'm going like, Oh, geez, did I kill it? So I went and got a, a big... Hey, Brian, uh, Brian give me... Ride. It's thirty-two right. inches One more.
2: second there, Brian. Hey, sorry to cut you off. I have to go to a break, but I'm going to keep you on. Stay on hold, Kay, and I'm, we're going to answer your question on the other side of it, all right? We're going to go to that. We're going to answer Brian's call, uh, answer uh, his question on the other side. We'll be right back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show here on KBOI.
0: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI.
4: Hi, this is Joss Samzo, and at Samzo's, we're all about not applying chemicals to your lawn and garden. Which sounds kind of strange coming from the state's largest lawn and garden stores, but not really. Because with our recent hot weather, right now many weeds, especially those in your flower bed, are going to seed. Which means spraying them is a waste of time. You need to pull those weeds, throw them away, and not compost them, because you never want to see them again. So in this case, you don't need a herbicide. You need a good pair of gloves and a hula ho, or some other tool that makes pulling weeds fast and a whole lot easier. If you have weeds in your lawn, those weeds you do want to spray. Zamzo's has a full line of effective weed sprays that won't harm your lawn and our line of natural weed grass and vine killers that are an excellent replacement for Roundup. So if the weeds have gone to seed, pull them. If the weeds are in your lawn, spray them with Zamzo's Ultra or other effective cure available at any of our 13 stores. Because for 88 years, when it comes to making even stubborn weeds go away.
3: Nobody knows
0: News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5. It's Casper and
2: Chris on 670 KBOI. All right. We are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. And uh, we went a little long on the last one. Um, so we're going to have a short segment here. But we want to uh, get back to Brian and answer his question. Brian, are you still there with us? Yeah,
1: I understand you have to pay the bill. Right yeah, now.
2: yeah, no worries there. Um so you yeah. have um okay, so what to recap, you had a, a big pine tree and you sprayed for a, a thistle and then noticed uh some some color change in the uh the new growth of your pine tree. Is that what I remember?
1: Right. The 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 new growth on the ends um it's always had a lot of pine cones and it's really been happy this is the first time that I've ever noticed that, uh, all the new growth. Well, not not all like every other branch. Yeah. And then the very tip, the new growth is turning, uh, brown, like, like fall leaves going in. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it was just a hundred degree stress, but it just looks like I might've, I might be leaving the new owner, a dead stand. I don't know.
2: Well, um, so here's the thing. Here's how you can tell that you have, Chemical damage on an evergreen tree. You're going to go to the other side of the road and you're going to look at it and you're going to try to see, you said it's every other branch. Chemical damage on an evergreen moves up the tree in a spiral pattern and it's very noticeable, especially if you look at it from a little bit far away. It'll actually grow in a very Uh concentric spiral all the way around the tree up to the top and and um it's very noticeable um i don't know i as i've been uh out and about in the woods more and more you'll actually see when you look at an old uh snag or an old tree that's been decomposed for a while you can actually see how the layers of the the um under the older bark actually grows in a spiral around the tree and that's why it ends up as it absorbs in through the roots it actually moves all the way around in a spiral up to the top of the tree so you can very clearly see that, and that's how you'll know if it's a it's a if it's chemical damage or something else. If it's not um, moving in that spiral, then you don't have chemical damage. Your best bet right now is to get Thrive on it, put some Thrive on it, and uh, and it can start to recover. Don't again, don't do too much water, but you can probably give it a little bit more water than you normally would. But that Thrive is going to really help uh, make sure that the tree can recover from it. Uh, and and that's right. that's you if it's heat related that's just gonna, you know, go away with time. Mm-hmm. And and they can still do their thing. Um, especially if it's every other. It'll, you know, you might lose a few branches here and there, but if it's heat related and the stuff kind of burnt up or dried out, um, you can still do uh Thrive is still a good one to do because you're just gonna be able to help it recover. So.
1: Yeah, I'm sold on Thrive. I, I, I got the two and a half gallon bucket and it's uh the thirty 32- two inch base uh, on, on on the uh, trunk so yeah I, I put a little good. little more than half of it on there uh will it hurt put the rest because i, I don't mind spending that much uh it, it it'd be yeah worth it not not leaving when did you I do like that
2: too much when did you put the thrive on last last week oh yeah you don't have to do it again for maybe a month yeah um, month yeah. is the most that's- yeah more than that's not going to okay. hurt anything it's just not going to do any more good you it's know what i mean be helpful you know.
1: Now, and as we were talking, I walked out and looked at it. It does look like a spiral. Now that you say that, I'm clear over at the driveway looking at it. And yeah. it starts on the far left and goes, it, it, what you said was just right on. It looks like uh, a, a definite spiral. And the, the gaps in between that aren't hurt are yeah. in between those roads. It's amazing. I never knew that. Before, but
2: that's, <laughs> sure No not, that's what. Yeah. Well, it. Good luck with that, Brian. Sorry, we got a few other calls. Stay on the line there. I will answer your calls here in just a moment off the air. Kevin, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate your time today. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you all next week here in the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOY.
5: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And are you growing your own fresh tomatoes and peppers? Problem is, your tomatoes and peppers need to catch up to where they should be to start setting fruit. So Zamzo's came up with a program we call Catch Up for Ketchup. Just come into any of our 13 Zamzos and purchase some Zamzos Tomato Boom or Pepper Popper. These two products were invented by my dad and designed to produce large, luscious tomatoes and gorgeous green peppers. Zamzos Pepper Popper will give you more peppers than you've ever seen. And when used as a side dress, Zamzos Tomato Boom will speed up production so your tomatoes can catch up. And speaking of ketchup, when you purchase either Zamzos Tomato Boom or Pepper Popper, we'll give you a free order of fries from Boise Fry Company. Then you choose which of their three ketchups you want on your fries, standard, spicy, or their incredible blueberry ketchup. So come pick up some Zamzo's Tomato Boom or Pepper Popper and let your plants catch up. Then don't be surprised when one of our employees asks, would you like fries with that? They're free during KetchUp for Ketchup, going on now at all 13 Zamzos.